Gentlemen, welcome back to the DWI podcast. My name is PC Tunney. I guess I have to change it back to Pizza Funny as I was also wrong on a few predictions. I've been doing that for a couple years. I had to take a break from being right. It just felt wrong. Uh, But we're back now. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. I appreciate the reaction there. Uh, It's not just me this week. DP is out on assignment. He's got some family in town, so he's tending to them. They're having a good time out and about southeast wisconsin but helping me out today is i i might as well make him the sixth member of the dwi podcast that we have five there's been five official members you i mean you might as well be i mean i dp won't object anyway so but no it's the best and i don't even have their soundbite either uh but it's the best friend of the dwi podcast and and very much a very good friend of mine mr dave ungar who was at wrestlemania um, attitude of aggression, bandwagon, nerds, big four. Dave, how's it going? It's good, man. Uh, recovering. Well, I mean, we've been recovered, but uh, just getting out of the parking lot from the forum was a fun experience. But you know, other than that, other than that, it was uh, yeah, it was yeah, one hell of a show, man. I mean, really, between that and stand and deliver Saturday morning, I know we'll we'll talk about it, but yeah, doing doing okay, man. Doing pretty well for this uh. Good Friday, if you're so inclined to celebrate that stuff, but yeah, you I, might be. I well, I celebrated this morning by going to uh, a Hot Bargains uh, discount place that gets like the Amazon and Target returns, so you can get you can get Lego, good Lego for cheap there. Oh, there you go. So DP and I, we hit a couple places, stood in line there, and then we met up for lunch, had a couple beers, but now we're ready to podcast. You, Dave, I can't wait to hear about your experience at, at WrestleMania. I know you hooked up with Chris Platt. Almost had him on the show today. Almost did. Um, but let me let everybody know uh, what we're going to talk about here. Well, well, we're waiting. What is it? Mr. Smith goes to Washington? Is that is that a thing, right? That was a thing back in the Mr. the day. Mr. Ungar goes to Mania. That would be our first topic. Yeah, that was man. <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to talk about with that, buddy. I mean, that was a. Uh, you know, I think it, 
it's the fifth one I've been to, which I know that's that's starting to get up there in numbers now. It's not like, you know, once you once you get to five, you know, you've got a, a good cross section of stuff to um to you know comparing it. But uh, I think probably overall, out of the five I've been to, this was the best one by far. I think you know when you when you compare it. I mean, nine. Come on, we're we're not we don't really need to <laughs> we don't really need to talk too much about that, but. You know, 31 was excellent. 32 was okay. 34 was a little bit better. But, um, yeah, this was uh, this was really something. And I think uh, WWE delivered in, in all ways. And Stand and Deliver was a damn good show, too. Uh, the NXT show, they only had, like, one kind of crap match on the whole thing. And I thought, you know, the Gargano-Grayson-Waller unsanctioned match was a lot of fun. That was really good. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't Gargano-Champa from from new orleans nor should nor could we have hoped for it to have been but women did pretty well i thought uh that that five-way match for the north american championship was tremendous but uh yeah i mean whatever you want to talk about wrestlemania so far is a great stadium <laughs> except for one notable problem that we had and and i don't know how and i i have to watch it back i'm actually going back and watching stand and deliver and then i'm gonna go and watch wrestlemania so i don't know how it came across from you know you guys but from where we were sitting, um, the video screen going around SoFi, there were long gaps in that where there was nothing on the screen other than the WrestleMania Goes to Hollywood logo. So much so that a chant to fix the screen went off at least three or four times night one, and then a couple more times on night two. Tony, you're shaking your head. You couldn't hear it on on the, the audio broadcast. Oh, I'm sure they blanked it out. But but yeah, I tweeted that it was funny. The uh, the guy operating the screen turned into the biggest heel of WrestleMania 39 <laughs> because people were pissed. I just like you know what the fuck is going on? But uh, yeah, that was that was it. Because yeah, from where we're sitting, I mean, we're right on the 50 yard line, but way up, you know, in the in the upper section. But it, the vantage point we had must have been like a really good spot because people kept coming right to there to take pictures and got this and really the this video screen was right at like you know shoulder level way out there but uh, yeah sofa is a, a really good stadium um not a lot of variety as far as food it's all they like like it's all kind of the same sort of everything is named the same like one place is named like ventura street and they sell one sort of thing and then like they got another place olivera street and they sell a different sort of thing but i did i did get to try the stone cold steve austin beer which i really liked and i'm not a big ipa guy but that did not taste like an ipa that's no, american it's, Lock. it's more of an american pale ale which is a little you know less hoppy um it's smooth though it doesn't like kick you after right yeah, I mean, I, I really liked it, and that's not just me kissing Steve's ass, although I will for the right amount of money, but, um, you know, that sort of thing. But, I, you know, SoFi is a pretty good stadium. Parking's horrifically expensive. <laughs> if you don't get it, even if you get a parking pass in advance, it's still pricey. But, you know, at, we stayed down at, uh, at Disneyland at, at the— uh, Well, here's at, what at I want to do. Here's what I want to do here. First, I want to tell everybody— I'm going to ask Dave to do something for me, and it's going to be the perfect way, I think, to tell this story. But we're also today, we're going to talk about the matches on WrestleMania 39. I didn't watch NXT, but I do want to hear about it. And, and, and you're going to be able to talk about it in a very special way here in a second. And then we're going to get to WrestleMania Fallout. Because I want to take a quick commercial break so we can give you as much uninterrupted time. We'll be right back. DWI 372, Mr. Ungar, 
goes to WrestleMania. That's the titles right there. That's perfect. I love it so much. <laughs> WrestleMania is in the title. ChairShotRadioNetwork.com, ProWrestlingTees.com, forward slash some the jobber shot. named ungers. Some jobber named ungers in the title. Oh, you know. you're you're headlining our WrestleMania wrap up. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. That's right, TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. You're listening right now to the ChairShot Radio Network. Find that on all of your favorite streaming platforms. DWI372 right here. PC Tunny, and now I'm just doing it. The official sixth member of the DWI podcast. We love him so much. Mr. Dave Ungar. Mr. Ungar goes to WrestleMania, and that's exactly what this segment is called. Dave, I want you to give me like a chronological telling of like when you left your house the first day and then went and where you went and where you stayed and and you know what i mean not necessarily i don't i don't really want to know all the your your thoughts on the wrestling i just want to know your travels what happened and where did you go and then you did this and then you did that because that's a long weekend and and you're you're in you you're in northern california basically or or central 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 california right you're north of la so tell everybody your chronological order of where Dave went. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it, it was definitely a local WrestleMania for us because from where we are to LA, we, I think we left at like 7am and we went down to uh, crypto.com. It was basically about a two hour drive. Um, ran into a little bit of traffic, not bad. Um, not by any, you know, even <laughs> LA traffic at seven o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, you'd think, Oh, no problem. Well, that's, not how it works down there and folks if you want to have a reference for la traffic think of saturday night live think of the californians and that's where that skit comes from and if you don't know it then go ahead and check it out and it's a bit of a spoof with a tiny bit of truth about driving mm-hmm. around and <laughs> it, it just there's no rhyme or reason you know it, it, <laughs> it just it just backs up at random times like wait what is going on because i mean anybody wrecks or or gets anything that they pull over to the side and it distracts people. And they're like, oh, I don't know what to do. Anyway, so we left about 7 a.m., got down to crypto, you know, got in there about 9.20. I think we're in our seat about 9.20, 9.30. Actually, about 9.30 because the kickoff show match, the uh, tag team match was going on with um, Chase U versus whatever's remaining of Schism, that sort of thing. So they did that and then we did you know uh, uh, NXT stand and deliver we were there for you know what was it like two and a half three hours you know got to see all that like i said pretty good show then from there to from there to sofi wasn't too terrible maybe about another well i say that it's 11 miles took a good hour <laughs> to get Jeez. there so, like yeah, i would so, mean if I'm going somewhere and it's 11 miles away, I expect to be there in less than 15 minutes. <laughs> no. Yeah, this was this is an hour. Um, by the time we got there, got in there, we got to SoFi early, like about 2 o'clock. Yeah. Um, so we had plenty of time just to kind of mill around, get the lay of the land, and and, and enjoy uh, WrestleMania night one. From there, after that was done, yeah, we ended up going down to um, to a hotel that we frequent. That's been that's actually an interesting story. The Candy Cane Inn shut down for the pandemic um, and had not reopened 
until January of this year. And so it was down for a long time. And they they weren't just sitting there doing nothing. They renovated it. They did a lot of upgrades. It's, it's still very – it's probably the nicest hotel that's near Disneyland because they have a really decent continental breakfast. They have shuttles. And if you're an annual pass holder like my wife is, you get discounts. So we did that. Then we went to downtown Disney. Um, actually surprised to see probably like a dozen people with WrestleMania shirts on. So we weren't the only clever – people who said i'm not because let's be honest if, if if you know who wants to stay in inglewood i mean if you're staying in inglewood for wrestlemania you probably made a bad choice because inglewood's not exactly it was actually better than i thought but we just said no nah, let's go down to anaheim so we did that and it had a good day at downtown disney came back up to sofi for night two and then yeah came home that night so that was that was our travels as far as the which is a lot easier than what's, you know, people like Platt and his family taking everybody across country. Yeah, no, thanks. I'll just drive with the wife. That's so, fine. So when did you meet up with Chris? Because he's the other member of the chair shot that ended up going to WrestleMania this year. Uh, Chris and I communicated a lot, you know, and we just kept trying to get together. But, you know, he's got he had his whole family. He had the baby out there. He had his, you know, Amber was there. He had um, his family was there. They. They ended up, I think, wanted to go to the Santa Monica Pier, which I wanted to tell them overrated. But, you know, it's California. And for us, we take all this stuff for granted because we live out here. But for them, and I think after he went out there, he understood what I was saying, that it's 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 nice. But it's, you know, I, I would have rather I thought of it. I said, I should have just come and got you guys and brought you down to downtown Disney, you know, and had you mess around down there. Um, you know, for the baby, it would have been cool. There's some stuff that he's still too young and I oh, agree yeah, with them. They sure. were like, they were like, well, we want to wait till he's older to take us. Oh, absolutely. But, um, we got together about, uh, so WrestleMania started where you central time, right? So it started seven o'clock your time. Yeah. Is that when, so probably about six twenty your time on Sunday, we got together and we were all, everybody was coming in at roughly the same time. And we just kind of, you know, I was communicating with him, try to find him, found him at a uh, walking by each other, right in front of like one of the, uh, one of the food stands or something. We just sat there and shot the shit for like 30 minutes, talked about night one, you know, whether we thought Cody was going to pull it off for night two and, and that sort of thing. And what we thought of night one. And, and we were talking about, I think at that point in time, the, the news had broke that, the Endeavor sale was not a done deal, but it sure seemed like it was a done deal. And I think so that we were talking about that and whether that made sense and what we thought that would mean. You know, just kind of a, a version of chair shot radio going on amongst us right there in, um, you know, amidst several thousand people walking by none of them listening no one cared my wife and amber they got to catch up because we you know you know in full disclosure we ended up hanging out with chris and amber in new orleans for wrestlemania a few years ago and and that was fun and you know we had it you know it's thing like chris was saying and it is true he's like i just think they should alternate wrestlemania between new orleans and las vegas and the reason being because they're both centralized and if you've ever gone to wrestlemania like so yeah, New Orleans is great because everything's in one place. And we're thinking if they go back to Vegas, it'll be great because everything will be in one place. But places like L.A., yeah, there's not much going on in Inglewood. I mean, there's Hollywood, but it's not easy to get there. There's Anaheim. It's not easy to get there. Dallas was like so far flung with like stuff from where AT&T was compared to where all the shit is downtown Dallas. That's like 20 miles. 
So it's not real convenient as far as locations. So that's kind of what we were talking about. I wish I wish we had the hotels to do it because they could easily sell 75,000 tickets at Miller Park or AmFam. And there's Fiserv right there. And there's so many different cool things to do in Milwaukee that you, you don't think of. Um, the beautiful art museum, uh, the Harley Davidson Museum is huge, right? Uh, you can pick up a Bucks game and a Brewers game, or you're going to visit both anyway because Mania is here, right? If you want to, you can head up two hours north and go visit Lambeau Field. You got Lake Michigan. They could probably open up Summerfest, the world's largest musical uh, music festival grounds, and have a, you know some music venues going on as well. But it would never happen. That's the thing, the hotels, right? That's the key. You can only pick a place that can house all of these people. So, yeah, I would be in agreement if... You know, I, would you, Chicago add that to the list? Is that like centrally loca- located enough? I think so. Yeah, I think Chicago's got it. I mean, they've hosted it before, and certainly not on the level like you're talking about. And I mean, Chicago doesn't have a that's, venue. I mean, where Soldier well, Field is well, the only the thing. thing you could really. Right, yeah. because Miller Park, you can close the, the roof, right? I mean, if it ends up being like a freaking unseasonably warm you can open it but like you can close that roof and be guaranteed seventy-five thousand people but yeah it, that's the problem with places like that you know you think about different different cities that are wrestling cities but yeah vegas is always an appeal like, have they ever had I a mean, media in vegas they never had nine the one i went to well, well okay i mean like <laughs> they haven't know. been back they yeah. haven't been back since then but but i mean they you know you got to see like uh, in 2021 when they had SummerSlam there at uh, Allegiant Stadium, the Raiders Stadium. Now, not, issues with the plumbing notwithstanding, um, from the standpoint of, of housing fans, I mean, in this, the pandemic was still pretty hot and heavy. You know, we were going through another surge. I think Delta was, yeah, Delta had just started kind of making its its rounds. And so it was it was a risky, I, I remember listening to an episode of Bandwagon Nerds. I said, yeah, we were playing Delta Roulette out there. And uh, so, but as far as like accommodation, yeah, Vegas is, is a, compared to New Orleans, Vegas is even superior to that because it's all hotels. Everything's on the strip. Allegiant Stadium is a, you walk across a, a, a pedestrian walkway to get there from yep. like, from like Excalibur or Luxor or, or even, you know, you, you people, it, it's a walkable city. Now, and I'm not saying it's, it's an easy walk, but you know, you look at stuff like Philly next year. I have no idea what they're going to do with Philadelphia next year. Lincoln, I don't know what's near Lincoln Financial Field, but Philly has never, to me, been at the top of my list of like tourism-friendly cities. <laughs> so, well, I mean, what's I the know. weather? What's the weather like too? You know, well, that's the quite the other thing is April. You can still have problems there. You know, oh, I, mean, I mean, they got like, they got lucky. They got problems. lucky. They got lucky at 29 and 35 at, at, at MetLife. You know, they got very lucky with those. So, um, but that doesn't mean that that will person. Yeah. What if it snows? You know, I, it's just, they're, they're gambling that it won't in April. I mean, you are past, it is past the official beginning of spring. So the odds are, are low, that sort of thing, but it, it could Listen, happen. So. Yeah. You're from that area more specifically closer than I am, but we're kind of like in between there, like the weather that comes through here generally it, it either dies out or it picks up when it goes through the great lakes and if it picks up you're fucking shutting shit down man you you could shut wrestlemania down literally there's there's a significant chance of that and it's close to 10 percent. 
yeah, I, you know, Phillies, that's, I mean, all those places, like, if, but, you know, WWE, they love to go to the newer stadiums. Lincoln Financial Field doesn't really qualify, but, you know, if, if, if the Commanders, Washington, get a new stadium to go with their new owner, D.C. Is a, is a good place for that. You know, places in Florida, um, you know, we've seen them do that a few times. Atlanta hasn't had one since 27. They got a brand new, the Mercedes-Benz, you know, that's, that's something I'd say. And I don't know how centrally located stuff is in Atlanta or any of that stuff. But, um, yeah, I would look at Vegas, I'm pretty sure, is going to get one pretty soon. I, I can't imagine that they won't go to Vegas for WrestleMania. It just It just makes too much sense. And... You know, other places, no place in California, really, other than, yeah, L.A. is a SoFi's. It, 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 the stadium was good. I can't imagine the accommodations near there were fantastic. And I, I haven't talked. I don't know where Chris actually I do. Chris got an Airbnb, so he was smart about it because he's had his whole family there. And rather than try and deal with a hotel that God knows how much it would have cost, you, know, you go to an Airbnb and, and that that was smart on their part. So I applaud him for that one. But. Yeah, I think, you know, venue-wise, the stadium was was excellent. Um, it's brand new. It's very comfortable, good sight lines, not a lot of stuff in the way. The issues with the screen, it's like, come on, guys are a multi-billion dollar corporation. You're being sold as this is going on. Somebody needs to operate a video screen a little bit better, but I digress. Let's get into WrestleMania, Dave. Um, was night two that much better in total live as it was on broadcast than night uh, uh or was night one that much better i mean than night two um live as it was in broadcast i you know what i hear this and and people say that night two felt you know was a big disappointment and i mean honestly i don't see that as much as a lot of people do because we knew we were going to get with brock and omas that that match went exactly the way we thought. Yes, the women's showcase was garbage. I, I agree with that. They tried. But yeah, for Ron and Shayna, and I think Shayna actually got legitimately hurt in the match because we were watching her down there, uh, you know, and she, they were tending to her and she had her boot off. So something went wrong in that match. But, you know, the, the Gunther, Gunther Drew Sheamus match may have been the match of the entire weekend. I don't know how you just ignore that. Um, Finn and Finn and Edge. The only reason that wasn't better was because Finn got legitimately fucked up. Yeah, we've seen match. that, and that just adds to the legend of the demon now, right? It does, and I mean, I, and I have no doubt they cut that match short because of that. And people were people were pissed, and I I even got a little annoyed with the like whole thing. Like they stapled his head so they could finish. I the didn't match. realize how bad he was, and I was like, "Good God!" So what if he's fucking bleeding? AW bleeds at every match, and they bleed too much. Oh, but it's like let him bleed, you know. I didn't realize it was that bad, but I'm pretty sure they cut that match short. I didn't hate Bianca versus Oscar as much as I know, like, like Greg, I know he wasn't thrilled with the match and thought Bianca underperformed. I thought she was okay. Oscar definitely carried that match. You know, let me say something right there because I think it Rhea coming up right, right after coming out of NXT, she had a match with, with Oscar and I, from yeah. there for a while, I just disliked Rhea. And I think you have to get used to unless you're unless you're Charlotte Flair, you need to be able to get used to wrestling Asuka because she just is going. You you're either going to keep up with her or you're not, and you're the one that's going to get blamed for having a bad match because, let's just face it, Asuka is basically 
the 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 great Muda of our day in the women's division. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And we've seen what two women keep up with Oscar. One is Charlotte, the other's Becky. And you look at how those matches translated. And Becky's matches with Charlotte with uh, with with Charlotte. Becky's matches with Oscar got better uh, as they went along too, right? So I think yeah, I mean, Oscar's Oscar's a professional learning curve. Right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, I mean, Cody Roman, uh, I, you know. Wait, before we get to that, before the... we get to that, before we get to that, because that's like the main, that's that's the main, main thing. Yeah. Um, the one other thing I want to talk about on the card, for me, I thought Ray and Dom was, I thought, to me, that was the best match of the weekend because I thought it was so much better than any of us thought it was going to be. And you guys, and I say you, the crowd, I thought was so into that match and I thought it went off just perfect. And I think when you watch it back on TV, that might be one that was better on TV the way they shot it because of the interaction with the, with the family, right? Ringside, like live, you're not really getting all that too, um, specifically audio wise. So I'm, from a from a TV perspective, I'll give you uh, that's kind of where I was at. I don't know if everybody's there. I have a couple people that say, yeah, it was really good. But I, I can't wait to actually talk about this after you've watched it as well. So you can kind of compare notes with what you experienced. I, I think with the Dom Ray match, um, him coming out to Eddie's music really was a emotional moment because we hadn't heard that really in what, 18 years I, since it's been 18 years since Eddie's been gone, him coming out in the full Eddie Guerrero, um, intro like that was really, it, it, it was emotional and it, and it definitely, it definitely struck a chord, but I think, yeah, that, that match went off better than I thought it was going to. And, and I think I saw the interaction and yeah, when, when Ray whips his son with that belt, Michael Cole's losing his goddamn mind and the crowd was all into it. I mean, they were like whip his ass. And uh, for, you know, the reformed LWO to come out and kind of level the playing field against the Judgment Day, that was huge. This should be the main event in Puerto Rico, right? It should be because you're not going to have Roman. And I mean, I guess it's going to be Cody and Brock probably, but. Or it might be Damian Priest versus Bad Bunny. I mean, no, at this rate. no, no. Dom and Dame versus Bunny and Ray. Yeah, there you go. That's That'll the main work. event. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you may you may get Brock Cody. That's that's certainly possible. But I wonder if they I, wait I on that till till Saudi. God, I hope not. Because I, I mean, I don't. I really, I really hope that they don't wait on that till Saudi. I mean, what's what's after backlash? Maybe Money in the Bank. I mean, I could see that being something involved with Money in the Bank, or maybe that's how Cody's road back to Roman. I don't know, but I don't know. Um. But yeah, I thought, I, you know, I think the last three matches of night one were awfully, awfully hard to top. Just boom, Dom Ray, boom, Charlotte Rhea, which people are calling the greatest women's match in history. And I'm not saying they're wrong at this point, you know, and I got to watch that back. But I and I talked to my wife about it. And I don't know how it came across to you, Tony, but what they did so well with both nights in several places is they did the false finishes better than I've seen them done in such a long time where even for people like us, even for people like me, I'm like, shit, that's it. No, that's not it. I mean, they had me fooled. Like there are several times with Charlotte Rhea. I'm like, Charlotte got her. I was like, well, wow, she's going to win. And 
look nope. at look at the main. Look at the main, main, main. It was WrestleMania six ish, if you think about it. With just with added interference at the end. Yeah, I mean, fuck, man. False finish, they, false finish, ref down, false finish. You they know. really roped me in with Cody and Roman. Now, and I'll be the first to admit it. They had me fooled. Now, that I say they had me fooled, but there was one advantage to being there in person that we had that you guys on TV did not have during the Cody Roman match. We all saw Solo right, come sure, back sure, down sure. to the ring. And when Solo came back down to the ring, you knew he was going to get involved, but it did raise the prospect. Maybe somebody's going to stop him. Maybe The Rock is going to show up. Maybe or he's going to get on the ring and you're going to hear, if you smell, and the place would have lost their goddamn mind. Or Randy. Or Randy. But yeah, we hear somebody. We hear now. I mean, I and I when I when I tell you when I say I hear something and then I reference the fact that it's on the dirtiest of filthiest things, it's just something right. I've heard. I'm not telling you I believe it, but grain of salt, maybe. That Randy's not close at all. And maybe that's what Meltzer's maybe, saying. Maybe never. Yeah. Maybe. I you know, back fusion. I, I've seen enough back fusion reports in my day in my day job. They're not easy to come back from, um, especially doing that line of work. Artificial disc replacement, maybe you're talking something different, you know, but that's not what he had done. Um, but yeah, I think when I tell you, man, when during that match, when the Usos came out from under the ring and got it, we are everybody was watching like there's there was in SoFi, there was the ramp and under the ramp was like an opening where people could come running out of. And we saw the LWO came out from there during the Dom rematch. So that we're all waiting for that to happen, but they didn't cut. They had even the crowd fooled because the Usos come basically from under the ring. Sammy and Kevin Owens come running in from a different side entrance to take them. And I tell you, man, when Sammy and KO hit Roman with their finisher, I'm like, this is done because this is the emphatic payback to Roman reigns. I'm like, that's it. It's done. Now, I did not think when Cody crawls over to him that they were going to get the three count. But I thought once he hit the crossroads like two times and maybe the third time, yeah, okay. The double crossroads after he had already hit one, I, it, it, when he didn't win there, I was I was almost surprised because I didn't know which way to go here. Um, Roman's not going to Puerto Rico, so the fact that WrestleVotes said that he's taking some time off after Mania, that holds true. I mean that that's one of my more reliable. I mean, if you if you want to use the word reliable when you kind of read things from from people that say stuff, that guy's usually, you know, not feeding bullshit at least. Um, I will get to kind of the way things have been covered with the sale shortly and Vince McMahon uh, as far as reading bullshit and not reading bullshit. But yeah, I I don't know. I I'm more in agreement now after the fact that. Roman won, and and here's the thing too. And I said this, and I, I fell out of love with it. And I said it like as the Royal Rumble was happening, I was like, you know, something has to be said about Cody's going to win this Royal Rumble and be at WrestleMania. But how about the fact that they've been trying not only to get The Rock and Stone Cold both to come into Wrestle Roman instead of Cody? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't buy the whole notion of they were never going to put an AEW guy over Roman Reigns. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think it think has anything to do with that. WWE, I that's, I think, that's the IWC bullshit where they connect dots that aren't even there, right? Like, WWE right. doesn't care. They don't care. They don't care what you think. And, They're here to make money. 
That's right. And they and they maybe maybe they are telling a bigger story with Cody than you know, and, and maybe if you Cody didn't can. get hurt, you still can. And maybe if Cody doesn't get hurt like last year, they would have had all that time to build this story maybe the way they wanted. Maybe Brock versus Cody was the plan the whole time. And then he tore his peck and then off you go. I um, mean, once you have Roman lose, or especially at this point, the bloodline storyline is almost over. Like there's so much more to it. Well, you're going to see it tonight. I think, you know, you're going to see what happens. The Usos are kind of in a little bit of hot water because they failed. And, you know, that's the first crack in the foundation. And Roman didn't come down too hard on him yet. But, you know, that's coming. And I, and I don't, you know, how, how the Usos react to that whole thing. Is or Roman supposed how, to be at SmackDown tonight? I don't think so. I think I, I've heard rumor, the, the dirtiest of dirt sheets are saying that there's going to be friction built between Heyman and Jay Uso tonight. Okay, I, I could see that happening. I think, you know what, Triple H is going to show up, and I know yeah, the IWC is all thing. up in our... He's going to resign because Vince is oh taking over. Oh, my God. He's, he's going to talk about what's next in, like, the storyline. He's that's all he's, gonna, he's not going to talk about company stuff at all. He already addressed that Monday. That right, was it. I think the big thing tonight is is to see if Vince is there. If Vince is there, then, then yeah, the concern that he's taken over and he's ah. more involved with creative than he was... Maybe you've got something to worry about, but if he's not there, then there's no smoke, there's no fire. It just where, was he where, was there. Where is SmackDown tonight? Wanted... Portland? Is it in yes, Portland? Yes, it's in Portland. Well, they're still on the West Coast. Maybe he stuck around. I mean, the sale is going on. Like people from Endeavor are in and around, or at least communicating with the company and wanting to know what's going on. Like Vince has obviously been the one involved with the sale. I mean. Khan was brought in to WWE to sell the company. Like, if people want to realize that or not, it's been a process, and they've been working it the whole time. I mean, think about and the... Con- and Conor McGregor's already working, working angles well, with WWE. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I mean, the, the sale's going on. Vince is heavily involved with that. I, you know, I don't, I don't, for one second, think, like, Endeavor retained him, but you know he's going to be busy with other stuff. It, it, you got to understand it if the if what they're saying is true, um, it's not just WWE that Vince is going to be concerned with. Now you're creating this merged company. Now Vince starts dabbling in UFC a little bit. Um, you know, you look at the hierarchy of the of the corporation as it was set up. Vince is number two in command. Dana White's like fifth or sixth down on the list of this ladder that they've got. So. I think Vince is just... What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. 
How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Positioning his family to be set up with the money that came from what his family created, not just him, his dad. Speaking, you of, know. speaking of family, wasn't that great with poor Shane McMahon? We're like father, like oh son. Oh, my God. Okay, so what <laughs> are your – tell me tell me what are your thoughts live from the whole impromptu Miz matches? Like, was that over as hell or not really? Shane was over. Him coming back, you know, here comes the money. That got over. Uh, but Mack? the rest of it – Huh? Pat Mack? No, I don't, I don't really – I mean – no, I mean you got Pat McAfee. You got a 49ers tight end in the in the Los Angeles Rams stadium. So you know how that went over like a wet fart in church sort of situation. But I don't I don't think you know I think their timing of those wasn't so great because they positioned them like right before Sammy versus you know Sammy and KO are gonna. I don't remember did it come out before Rhea well, I and think Charlotte. It was or, a- it was like it was supposed to be like a a, a kind of like separation of what just happened, right? Like supposed yeah. to be the comedy in between, like the seriousness. I just you know, there's a lot of people who are like me who I've got more respect for the Miz than that, and I get tired of seeing him just be a jobber now. I don't know, and but it, everybody talked about it. Like my local drive time radio station is talking about Miz and Snoop Dogg the next weekend, and that's what Miz is about. Right. Like more people are talking about him and Snoop Dogg's interaction. Pat McAfee, you're reaching a different audience there. Right. So for Miz, I thought that was great. Shane fucking blowing a quad. Oh, my goodness. Like (laughs) just like Vince, like, well, and and Hunter, Hunter blew quads, too. Uh, you know, but Hunter, Hunter blew quads the the real way. No, I know. but, (laughs) But but did it? I know Shane did the drop down and then leapfrog and it looked like he was coming back to turn around for maybe like a power slam. And it, and it blew out and then he tried to get up again. Uh, That was crazy. When you watch this back, you will audibly hear the referee tell Snoop Dogg two or three times people's elbow. Jesus. Well, it was it was a pretty poorly executed people's elbow, but you know it got a pop. Uh, the crowd the crowd loves Snoop Dogg. I mean that that part is undisputable. Well, I mean think about where you were. Yeah, I mean we were in in his crib for for sure. But uh, yeah, I I thought it was it was all right. The comic interludes were good. I think uh, the other thing about it while you're there live is uh, WWE's ad placement strategy is pretty shitty. Like you're waiting for this great promo package to come on the screen, and instead you get a TurboTax ad. What the fuck? And and after, and during the match, like three or four times into a TurboTax logo, you know, up on the screen, blocking shit out that you can't see uh, money. It's almost like I was telling my wife, I was like, did they like forget to do the ad placement for these guys? And they're like, oh, shit, we got to get it all in here in this last two matches. So I don't know. But um, I, you know, I thought, I, you know, talking going back to night one, you know, we talked about Rhea and Charlotte and what a great, great match that was. Um and Sammy and Kevin versus the Usos. I mean, the the story told in that match was tremendous, especially Sammy and Jay. That was just, I mean, the emotions that were coming out between these two guys were at odds with each other. But you could tell, like story wise, of course, that they really considered themselves brothers at one point, and now they were forced to fight each other to the bitter end. 
and even Sammy kind of, you know, there it's, it's a little bit of the old, some of the Sean Ric Flair stuff, you know, it wasn't, I'm sorry. I love you, but it was, I'm sorry. I got to beat your ass. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. So, I mean, either way, I mean, we, there was a lot that we talked about leading in, you know, behind the scenes about which match was going to main event night one. And in the end, you could have gone either way. And both matches were equally tremendous. I enjoyed it. I think it's one of the most memorable WrestleManias. I always love when they go to Hollywood and LA will always be a place to go every so many years because you can add in the, like the, like the WrestleMania trailers, like the movie spoof trailers, like those are freaking awesome. Right. And you get so much attention for being New York, LA, Chicago, Houston, Phoenix, things of that nature. So We'll see what happens with that. What I want to do right now, quick commercial break, and we're going to come back talk about the sale of WWE. But before that, when we come back, real quick, what's next for Roman Reigns in the near future, and how long will that last? Hey, guys, how about some Kenny Killer? This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thecheshire.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thecheshire.com. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash thechairshot. Check it out. DWI 372, Mr. Ungar goes to WrestleMania. Dave Ungar, PC Tunney. What's next for Roman Reigns? When does he wrestle next? How long does he hold this title? Because I'm saying now... Why not get past? Why why not? I mean, maybe Greg's been right all along. Why not get past 1474? Because that's the second longest ever single title reign. Backlund's third at 1470. Fourth is Pedro Morales, like 12 something. So why not have him put past Hogan's WrestleMania one to like uh, losing to Andre, right? He had it from January 23rd, 1984 to, what yeah, was it? Before February's, Mania 1. So before Mania shit. 1 to like February 2nd of 88 or something. Yeah, just over four years. It was, yeah, it was uh, before 5th, Mania. Yeah. After, between Rumble and Mania, it was in Milwaukee. He lost to Andre. Gave the belt to DiBiase, right? No, it was in Indiana. Indiana he lost sorry. it at the Mar- Market Square Arena. That's and right. Yeah, you were part of the Big Four, Tony. You should know this stuff. Ah, yeah. I DP took me out drinking today. I had to, be, oh, there you I had to, you know, catch up with the yeah. in-town family. I got you. Uh, yeah. So what? Hogan's fourth, and then Backlund's got to be third, right? No. Oh, yes, because Hogan was four days past Backlund. Backlund was fourteen seventy. Hogan beat him fourteen seventy four. Bruno's at like twenty eight hundred. Did did Hogan beat Backlund? I yeah. thought Backlund had the title for like six fucking years or something. But no, I think there was something that changed. Like there was a name change in the title or something because like 2100 could be the thing but i was looking at patrick and dave or patrick and dave patrick and greg talked about this this week and they were looking it up online but i actually looked it up on wikipedia for list of wwe champions it says that i i don't know if it's the wwf thing and it changed and he didn't actually have it but the lineage goes with somebody else but I'll look. Let me effort that. You talk about yeah, Roman I, Reigns beating 1474 because that's that's winning at SummerSlam next year. Well, he's not losing until WrestleMania 40. At well, the right. Earliest. That's what I thought. So if he wins at WrestleMania at WrestleMania 40 and then SummerSlam again in sometime in September, he passes that. 
So you almost have to assume, why wouldn't you now, despite anything that comes up? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it de- certainly it depends on a number of factors. And A, Roman staying healthy and injury-free because, you know, if he gets hurt and he's out for an extended period of time, that's the end of that, you know. And what an a- anticlimactic way that would be for the title reign to end. But, um, you know, I, I imagine they would come up. That might be one time when WWE entertains interim championships. But, um, yeah, I mean, you look at the landscape now, and if not Cody, then who? There is nobody. I, I don't see one single person anywhere on the roster, either roster, that I look at and say, yeah, that's the guy. You know, maybe I thought maybe Braun Breaker, but probably not because he's going to stay down in NXT for a while longer. Um, <laughs> I'll give you I'll just, give you I'll give you three names. Are you ready? Sure. All right. Seth. Rollins. I can think of one. Seth Rollins. Okay. Gunther. Definitely. And what if the bargaining chip is Kenny Omega takes out Roman and ends his reign at 40, and that's why he comes to WWE to finish his career? You know, if it and Kenny could get, you know, and I think mean they're going to have to think about that. Think about that. Or or right. not 40, but he shows up at 40, and the story consists of him winning it after he passes Hogan, like, like Survivor Series or Royal Rumble or something. I don't see if, – if Vince is really back in charge, you know, I don't see Kenny making the switch. Are you sure? Because they put I, off a really good offer to him and the Young Bucks before all the AEW thing did. happened. They did. They did. I You know, maybe because – it really, I think you, you got to see how the Cody thing plays out because there's this public perception. It could be Cody. That, but I'm just saying, here's three other names that are at the top of my list besides Cody because the, the, the struggle could be real. And what's better, you know, than a long story, even longer, longer story, right? Yeah. Omega as a bargaining chip, you know, I mean, if they dabbled that out there to him and say, look, we'll give you, I mean, they could have done the same thing with Cody. Look, you're going to get the main event. We're not committing to you winning yet, but you get them because just being in the main event of WrestleMania, the main event, the main main, like you're saying, that's a big, big deal. And I think, you know, you look at Cody became a household name just off that match. It doesn't matter that he lost. He just became an even bigger name than he was. So if they're saying, Hey, Kenny, you get the main event, WrestleMania 40. If you, you know, when you're ever, your contract's up, let's assume it's up sometime later on this year. And they say, Kenny, you know, if you come in, you got the main event at, at, at WrestleMania 40, you win the Rumble. We'll give you the main event at WrestleMania 40 if you come in or, you know, 41 maybe or something like that. So, yeah, I think it Omega's got the talent that it would be very believable. You know, I mean, and, and it would be a great thing, Omega versus Roman, you would just know that he's going to hit the one wing angel and Roman's going to kick out or something, um, you know, shit like that. But. Kenny's got the pedigree and the resume and the believability that he could be the one to beat Roman Reigns. Sure. I agree that Gunther's the one for sure that I, I think, look at. Yeah, like, dude, that's that's their guy, I think. That's Hunter's guy. But but you raise, I mean, the Seth Rollins issue. I I, I mean, I texted you guys. There's nobody, and I mean nobody, Sami Zayn Seth, included, Yeah, that is as over as Seth is right now. I mean, you know, and you could see Monday night on Raw, he was pissed at his his fan video showing him agitated that his segment was getting cut well, short. I mean, and all the people are doing is singing his song. You know, I've said it for a while now. Like Hogan Savage 2.0 in many many ways is Roman and Seth. 
Well, yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, Seth has historically had Roman's number. Yeah, Roman's got a handful of wins. But you got to remember, during this entire reign, Roman has beaten everybody except one person. And that was Seth Rollins. And Seth beat him by disqualification because Roman knew he was in trouble. And that was when Seth was a douchebag. Now, he's, Seth well, Rollins he's just was, a likable douchebag. <laughs> yeah, he still is. And, and, but now it's like, I think, yeah, if, if you're looking for the more immediate sort of thing right now, Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns is where you're at. Because that's, you know, if you're going to go Cody Brock for the next few months and have Cody beat Brock to position himself as a credible rebuild Cody and, and build him even Create his legend even more by here's, being Brock. Here's the adversity he hasn't faced, you know, in his since since winning the Rumble at 30. Right, right. I mean, the biggest adversity he's faced is a torn peck and competing in that match. And I'm not taking anything away from that because that was tremendous. But this is a different kind of adversity. But, you know, if you're looking what's next for Roman Reigns, yeah, he's not losing before WrestleMania 40 at best. But if you're looking credible people to put in front of him, Seth Rollins jumps to the forefront. Seth Roman at SummerSlam? Okay. You know, that no one's going to complain about that. Gunther, it's like, he is out there, but the problem that they have there, Tony, is I think he has added such credibility to that Intercontinental Championship that it has not had in such a long time. Okay, perfect. Why would you, why would you pull the belt off of him? Perfect, perfect, perfect. Because let's do one quick thing, and I want to get your thoughts, because everybody knows my thoughts on how the titles should be set up and you know, blah, 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 blah. Is it more likely we get that unified singular title since, like, you know, talk on the dirts has been floating around and images have been floating around that there's a belt ready to go and they're going to give it to Roman? And is that more likely? Or is it more likely that Roman gets stripped of the WWE and Cody wins that somehow and he keeps the universal because that's the day counter, to be honest? I, you know, and I texted you after I thought really, really thought that that was the direction they were going to go that, you know, solo coming back, getting involved after he'd already been, you know, you know, ejected from the match would have been such an egregious violation of the rules that Adam Pierce or somebody would have come out and said, you know, I'm not stripping you the universal title because you've had that, but you are getting stripped of one of these titles and we're going to have a tournament and so forth and so on. I thought maybe Vince would even be the one to come out. And put Rome, check Rome and put him in his place and say, you may be the bloodline, but I'm the fucking boss. And, you know, that was bullshit. That's not going to stand. They, but I don't know. I mean, that's, you know, it, and that I think depends on, you know, the media rights deal. You've got Endeavor in charge. They're renegotiating everything. How insistent is somebody that they get, you know, a deal with for Raw, if it's not USA, for instance, but if it's somebody else, how insistent are they going to be like, we need a world title because if they are going to insist on that, then they got something to figure out. And if somebody doesn't care, then I like the, I like the undisputed champion, one champion. Why can't they just get rid of the brand split and have everybody show up whenever and you get this many appearances and you get this many appearances. And obviously if Fox pays more than USA, but they have more hours or whatever, but you get, you get, that's the thing when you have that ultimate storyline. That storyline transisted trans, transgressed across both TV shows. That's why it was so good because the brands weren't split. It was one consecutive continuous story told throughout the entire week. The brand split is bad. 
figure out a way to not do that. And I'm going to do it once again really quick. One men's champion, one women's champion. The IC is the champion of SmackDown. The US is the champion of Raw. One tag title for both. We throw in a secondary title for the women, maybe a TV title. And that's just the way it is. And everything else means more. Trust me. It has. That's why. Well, no, I mean, you're right. You know, we're doing the whole the whole big four project. You look how many titles were back then, right? Three? <laughs> yeah, the, the world championship, the intercontinental <laughs> championship was looked at completely differently back then. If there's less title storylines spread apart more time, then everything in between means more. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, yeah, I think I, I don't, I don't mind your idea at all. I mean, I, I really don't, I really think that that's all you need. One, one main world champion, one world championship, a couple secondary titles, a women's championship. Yeah. Maybe you do a women's secondary one tag team. I don't see why you need anything more than that. There you go. Uh, sales specifically, you talked about TV contracts and we're talking about it right now. Is there ever a time when maybe it goes back to being a network for UFC and WWE where you don't pay $80 for a UFC pay-per-view, you pay so much a month and get them all and they put all their stuff together? Or are they just going to continue to make money each way? WWE farming out their library and pay-per-views to a separate you know, company and UFC selling their pay-per-views. Uh, uh, you know, look at ESPN Plus, look at the cock. Gonna say you're not happy with the cock, Tony. Is that what you're saying? I told you to look at the cock. <laughs> I, God, I wish. I mean, because from a fan standpoint, let's be honest, the WWE Network was tremendous compared to the cock. Um, but at the same time, you know, we're still getting pay-per-views for five or ten dollars yeah. a month. I mean, like, think you right. never want to go back to buying them like UFC. Oh, you have no. to buy UFC pay-per-views. And I, I don't I don't know if people I don't know if they would do so well with pay-per-views in WWE because we've been spoiled since what 2014. Well, no, I mean Almost UFC. A of I, a WWE won't go back that way. I'm saying will right. UFC now get to the point maybe where they start a subscription for and they make more money, or are they still making enough money by selling pay-per-views? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, you'd think that they would go to a, a different sort of model, the streaming model, and you know charge a little bit more per month for. Access. I mean, they're doing what? They're doing pay-per-views every month, aren't they? UFC. They do one a month, or is it every other month? Or every month, you have, you have a pay-per-view you can pay for, and then if you have a subscription to ESPN Plus, which is like five or like ten bucks, five bucks, a, pass or five something. bucks a month, then you get to watch like the UFC Fight Night stuff is on there, and then once a month there's a free one on ESPN. So it's like a triple tier thing that's going right. on. But right, if you want right. to watch the main ones that is qualified as UFC 270 blah or three blah blah blah, you got to pay. No matter what you have a subscription to, you have to pay like eighty bucks. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, UFC can certainly learn a few things from WWE and the model that they started, and I think maybe that's what Endeavor kind of has in mind that looking to. I don't know, not modernize, I wouldn't say, but just go in a different direction as far as how they're getting that content out to people. I mean, I would, you know, if, if you're telling me that, here's the thing, man, if if UFC was more accessible uh, and cheaper than the network was, 
than what they're doing now. Like compare it to the WWE Network when it launched. Would I watch it more? Absolutely. You know, would I be more interested in it? Sure. I would be much more interested in it. Because half these events that come up, it's like, I don't care. So I want to ask you the same question that I asked on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. By the way, shout out to DJ. Um, and I believe Rob, uh, obviously Jason, but DJ and Rob were on both nights for putting out two episodes this week covering uh, the wrap-up and the fallout. Had a good time, jumped on with uh, Ray and DJ and Rob, and I know uh, Jason was on the night before. Shout out to Jason. How much would you pay? How much would you pay if you could get the WWE pay-per-views and the UFC pay-per-views and like both libraries like you do uh, like formerly the WWE Network slash the cock? Um, how much would you pay if UFC was with that? Would you pay? You you give me the number. I I mean I I I started with would you pay Would you pay twenty? Yeah, Obvious, that's obviously. what I was, I was going to say. Nineteen ninety nine, man. Remember when would the you, network okay. came out? It was nine ninety nine. Right. I'd say nineteen ninety nine for that. Would you pay twenty five? Probably twenty four ninety nine a month. Twenty nine ninety nine though. You'd probably do that too. Nah. But that's the only place they, you can get the WWE network though. Now you now you're paying. It. It's yeah. Now Cause I'm Because it's only because it's only now you're now you're invested in UFC though because now I'm paying thirty bucks a month. Which is still less than I used to pay. I get all of Peacock here's, and I get all the, the library. I'm saying here's the problem with that. Uh, you see my point. You see the point I'm trying to make, though. Like, where's see, the threshold? I see the point you're making, but here's where we're going to bring a little bandwagon nerds into this thing. You look at how much Disney Plus costs and all the content you're getting. Fifteen dollars a month, even with the price hike, and you can get that. You can get ESPN Plus. You can get Hulu for yeah, what is it like fifteen dollars a month. Amazon Prime, look at all the benefit you get from, I don't even know how much it is a month, but you get Prime as far, Paramount Plus is five bucks a month, Apple TV is five bucks a month, you start getting to the point where you're like talking $30 a month. It's different though, I think, you're comparing different things, I think you're getting as much value as you do with Amazon and Disney is because you're getting things that you normally would pay for, like every UFC fan would get it because they'd be spending 50 less bucks a month. Right. Absolutely. If it's even at twenty nine ninety nine and and a large majority of WWE fans would get it because yada, 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 a a peacock could be involved or whatever kind of you're with. But all I'm trying to bring up is the way the streaming is going on between these two could change, even though they say that they're going to continue to farm out to separate companies. Maybe for a little while. I think at some point they're going to look at this model and say, you know, we could do so much more by going in house. I love the fact that you said that because a couple people didn't agree with me. No, I I think it's at some point you look at it and and you realize it's like anything else because you know my job I'm I'm in house you know and I see in my profession like what these outside firms do and the problem is with that and I think this does correlate to what we're talking about is. Anytime you're farming something out, the outside company or whoever they are, they've got a vested interest in themselves and not so much you. And when you keep it in-house, you are investing in yourself. It is it is your own, you're in control of your own narrative rather than somebody who may be doing something that, okay, it benefits you, but it benefits them as well. Whereas if you keep everything in-house, it's all for your own benefit. You are controlling everything. It is, you're investing in yourself. That is who you care about 
and the WWE network was that for a long time. UFC at some point you look at this and say, Hey, you know, how much are we spending? You know, how much are we losing on this deal with outside, you know, farming this out? How much could we save and keep to ourselves and pass on to our shareholders if we kept this in-house? At some point in time, that conversation is going to happen. Now, you know, what the numbers bear out at that point in time, who knows? But I, I, I would I would think that these are two massive organizations under the umbrella of an even bigger corporation that at some point they're going to say, hey, let's take a look at the numbers and see if this could be done differently. Or at the very least, for people that will say, why bother with the headache of having a whole other division that's really expensive to put and manufacture product, you know, even even despite the fact that you're collecting all the advertising dollars, however you want to do that, is eventually, because right now it's Universal, NBC, and Disney, you know, ESPN, eventually does one migrate to the other, right? And one goes, hey, man, I'll give you this gigantic number for both because I believe even more so that it's going to be that much more if we just do it together. Like the, the, the together thing is like the theme and the question I'm asking here. I mean, you know, we've talked about that on, on the, on the nerd cast bandwagon nerds, like um, streaming services consolidating at some point in time, you know, and then you got kind of the same, same kind of mindset at some point to do, do you consolidate and, and come out on the, and I think, you know, we all agree that certain of the, of the lower tier uh, streaming services are at risk of being gobbled up. You know, the Hulu's, the, the Paramount's, you know, are at risk of being gobbled up by the HBO max and well, whatever HBO max is, but okay. Disney plus prime, you know, that sort of thing. So yeah, I, I think at some point you, you look at this and, and look at the business model and say, well, what, what works better? And, and, you know, should we consolidate? I, I think, yeah, I mean, we still, and the problem is we don't, all we know is that the sale has happened. You know, they don't even have a name for the new company yet. You know, they, so how this whole thing comes about, I don't know. You know, I think, I think it, it may be stupid not to look at taking this in-house and doing their own network again, as well as, um, cause yeah, as well as the WWE network was received and, and as much as many of us loathe the cock, uh, they would have to be. <laughs> saying, um, you know, maybe we can do this a little bit differently, but you know, our, our opinions on the cock, notwithstanding loathing the cock. There's a good title for the episode, Tony. I wish I could. There's just two weeks of the year that WrestleMania has to be in the title. And this is one of them. This is what this is one of them. I got it. <laughs> I know DP had one. He really wanted to go with last week. And I'm like, no, WrestleMania has to be in the title. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, we can loathe the co- we can loathe the cock another time. That would have been a candidate as well. Oh, there's, um, there, it's it's a week. <laughs> loathing the cock is a weekly sort of thing. I mean, can they not fix the fact that you can't go back, like I, th- that? I can't just start an hour late and start like they make it a you know, and the, the replay's not up instantly. Like, come on, really? It it was happening before. What's the difference? It was. What is the difference? You know, the net with the network, you could start it, you know, an hour late and it wouldn't be any big deal. I mean, it, that let's be honest. So that wasn't always seamless. You would run into some issues there as well, but not it, certainly like what you get now. Is it is it a incentive for advertisers knowing that, well, 
a lot of people are going to have to watch this live and they're going to have to watch the commercial because on the replay you can fast forward through it. You know what I'm saying? Or or you can, I mean, you know, if you if you start late, you can almost treat it like a DVR. You catch up in between. Yeah, I mean, I, you just kind of walk away during the ads. and That's bathroom break. It's like it's like the Divas matches used to be, but now it's just the ads, you know? All right, you went there. I'm not saying I don't agree with you, but you went there. <laughs> I, <laughs> we've, come, we've come a long way, baby. It's like oh, the Virginia Slims of, uh, oh my of matches. Yeah, oh, shit. Oh. All right, that's all I got this week. That was a really good conversation. I'm glad we got to have that. Um, very important WrestleMania. I think we'll look back years from now, like as we get to 50 and look back at all the best WrestleManias of all time. This will be up in the top five, I think, easily. Yeah, I think, you know, you could... A lot of big things. I mean, night night one was probably as perfect as you could get. Yeah, I mean, really... Yeah, you couldn't have pulled the trigger better. And, and night two's got mixed reactions, and and I understand that. But there are if Cody would have won, know, they would have went, oh, it was the most well, perfect geez. WrestleMania ever, and then we wouldn't have right. had a storyline for the next nine months. Right, right. But I think you know the main of the main event was tremendous, regardless of the outcome and what you think of it. And that IC title match is one of, I mean, t- people are talking about that as far as like Savage Steamboat, you know, Sean Razor, best Intercontinental Championship matches ever. And yeah, I mean, I can't well, say that they're that Logan, they're wrong. Logan Paul's for real, by the way. Uh, it sounds like he's re-signing with WWE again. Um, I would he's, put more stock in him being a champion someday. I think so. I think you know if he if he dedicates him, and he's such a great heel. He is, and he channeled that. You can he flip him back the other way too. You could flip him easily. Flip him back the other way. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think Logan Paul's somebody who, um, you know, you look at guys who are out there who he could work with. I mean, he had a hell of a match with Seth. I was, I was thrilled that Seth won. You know, I his, mean, that, look at his match with Roman. It was phenomenal. Look at his match with Seth. Was great as well. He he dominated like a good fifty percent of that. I think Seth was even like, shit, this kid can go um, at certain places. But yeah, night one was just a, as good as you could hope for. And night two, I, I I disagree with anybody who says it was it was that disappointing i don't buy that shit for a second i thought night two was very good as well compare compare night two this year to last year come on way better there was was, nothing that happened last year or even 38 or no 37 i'd say nine for night one seven i'll I'll, 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 yeah in there somewhere and then eight and a half overall like what a good wrestlemania Okay, I'd put this to you before we're cutting out of here. This is the third, well, the fourth time technically they've had the the two nights set up. Thirty six doesn't count because there's nobody in the arena, and you know, okay, it is what it is. Um, you know, thirty seven, night one was great. Night two, eh, I mean, it was all right. Uh, last year, night one was arguably as good as night one this year, and then night two fell off significantly. This year, night two. So I think this is the best of the night twos. Or the two night WrestleMania so far I, easily. I I would stop comparing them because much like we'd all love a two or you know two and a half hours would be actually perfect for a wrestling show, um, but you're not going to do that. You're not going to give anything back, so you'll never not see a two night anymore. And this is just the way it is. And unfortunately for me, like and and not just saying for my prediction, I I, I understand why the Usos and KO and 
and Sammy went last, but can't, the women, you know, I even like Rhea and Charlotte. Come on, really? I I just didn't. I don't understand that. But that's fine. It was good. That was such a. I'm yeah, saying that top, match. Top five mania ever. Last thing I'll say. Yeah, I would I would say so. And I think the good the good thing about it is you saw like and I mentioned it to you leading into the event. We talked about it a few times how. I thought that the two night there would be continuity between these two nights much more so than the past. And I thought, you know, the the bloodline angle, especially like once Sammy and KO won, and I, I do I did hear Cole's te- uh, commentary, you know, could this happen 24 hours a night? Could this be the end of an era? So there was a much bigger story being told this time than at any of the other two nights. And I think you saw the beginnings of how you can leverage a two night. Think about if WrestleMania four had been two nights, right? And they had the tournament stretched over two days. How much better it would have been? You well, could have done the Savage Steamboat rematch, right? You could have done a lot of things there. Yeah, I yeah. mean that's that's something to talk about as we go along here now too. Maybe something we should have been talking about on Big Four is how much different would it have been if it would have been given the modern day, you know, uh, gloss and shine. Well, yeah. After we just bitched about how bloated WrestleMania five was and matches that were. Either too short or longer oh, than they needed to be. I mean, you give me that much in one sitting, it's like, man, the buffet is too rich. <laughs> That's right. Too much good stuff. It's the AMPM of WrestleManias. Oh. All right, Dave. Let everybody know where they can find you and what you got going on here. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag. That is at at Attitude Agg. Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. And look, if I've said anything that has really pissed you off today, make sure you send your hate tweets to at It's Me DPP. That's right. And if you don't like it, I don't care. It's official. Dave Ungar, sixth member, official member of the DWI podcast. You can follow me at PC Tunney. Make sure you follow this show at Podcast DWI on Twitter, Facebook.com slash DWI podcast right there on Facebook. Uh, I think we did it again. WrestleMania is over. It doesn't mean you need to stop watching, folks, because there's plenty, plenty of good stuff to come. This whole thing with Cody and Brock is really going to, I think it's really going to be good stuff. But until next time, Chairshot Radio Network, all your favorite streaming networks. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Nice buns. Soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.